As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's a lion! It's a lion! It's a lion! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we fight to save Christmas with Violent Night. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! You have $300 million in your personal vault. What I want for Christmas. Are you gonna help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? You're on my nice list. Santa Claus is coming to town. Time for some season's beatings. Boss, what if he really is the real? No such thing as Santa. He's Batman. They're all on my naughty list. Naughty. And what do you do to the naughty ones? I give them a lump of coal. Which one of you did that? Prancer, so unprofessional. When a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day and Christmas. Written by the team of Pat Casey and Josh Miller and directed by Tommy Workola, Violent Night stars David Harbour as Santa Claus, Beverly D'Angelo as Gertrude Lightstone, John Leguizamo as Scrooge, and features Cam Gigandet, Edie Patterson, Brendan Fletcher, Alex Hassel, and Leah Brady. Now there's nothing more fun than an off-the-wall Christmas movie, so of course with the announcement of Violent Night, which was shot in Winnipeg, I was very very excited. But was my excitement worth it? It most definitely was, but not because Violent Night is a good movie. It is not. But holy crap, is it a ton of fun. Story-wise, it is absolutely ridiculous. Santa is real, and he's a bit of a hot mess. But it's David Harbour which rules. Oh, and he's inexplicably a Viking. And he gets caught up in saving a family, violently. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This movie is part John Wick, part Home Alone, and part Miracle on 34th Street. So, does that sound good to you? Acting-wise, you can tell that everyone is having an absolute blast, and when everyone involved is having a great time, it should be a great time for the audience. And the action and comedic parts blend pretty well, making a pretty great time. But overall, as I said, Violet Night is not a good movie, but a hell of a lot of fun. So this is one of those strange reviews, but I'm going to pull off the veil so you know exactly what's going on in my mind, so you can make the decision for yourself. For the overall quality as a movie, this is more of a C-level movie. But when it comes to fun, this movie is undoubtedly undoubtedly an A movie. I had zero interest in looking at my phone or checking the time during the entire 112 minute runtime. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to split the difference and give Violent Night a B. The countdown is on for the holiday season and Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! 
Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a whole boatload of trailers. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you. We're going to start it off with one that came out earlier in the week, and that is the new trailer for the upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie. Not sure if you know who I am, but I'm about to rule the world. Wow, uh, yay. But there's one problem. There's a human has a mustache just like you. Do you think I know every human being with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with a letter of his first name on it? <laughs> because I don't. Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. How? Look at us. We're adorable. Wahoo! This new trailer, which gives us a much better look at Mario himself, as well as other characters, including Luigi, Princess Peach, Donkey Kong, and more, also includes a number of references to the various Super Mario games, which includes Mario Kart. The Super Mario Brothers movie features the voices of Chris Pratt playing Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, and Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. The Super Mario Brothers movie hits theaters on April 7th of 2023. Not to be outdone, Disney decided to go full ham, releasing a whole bunch of different trailers. So, let's start it off with Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We were gone for quite a while. But no matter what happens next, the galaxy still needs its guardians. We have been running our whole lives. Pete, I'm done running. We'll all fly away together. One last time. And we'll kill anyone who gets in our way. No, not kill anyone. Kill a few people. Kill no people. Kill one guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad. Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. The Guardians 3 trailer gives us our first look at the new villain played by Chukwudi Iwuji as the High Evolutionary, as well as our first look at Will Poulter's Adam Warlock. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 releases on May 5th of 2023. The next trailer Disney released made me far, far too happy since we finally get our first look at Indiana Jones 5. I don't believe in magic. But a few times in my life, I've seen things. Things I can't explain. And I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. It's how hard you believe it.
Finding himself in a new era approaching retirement, Indy wrestles with fitting into a world that seems to have outgrown him, but as the tentacles of an all-too-familiar evil return in the form of an old rival, Indy must don his hat and pick up his whip once more to make sure an ancient and powerful artifact doesn't fall into the wrong hands. This trailer gives us our first look at 80-year-old Indiana Jones, as well as various de-aged versions. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny releases on June 30th of 2023. We then received another big trailer, that in the form of the Decepticons and Autobots in Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Stand down! I'm not the one to fear, Prime. There is a darkness coming. Of all the threats. From both your past and future. You've never faced anything like this. Let them come. And if you don't know... In addition to the trailer, Paramount Pictures released the official storyline. Set in the 1990s, Transformers Rise of the Beasts will take audiences on an action-packed, globe-trotting adventure as the Maximals, Predacons, and Terrorcons join the battle between the Autobots and Decepticons on Earth. Noah, a sharp young guy from Brooklyn, and Elena, an ambitious, talented artifact researcher, are swept up in the conflict as Optimus Prime and the Autobots face a terrifying new nemesis bent on their destruction named Scourge. The trailer also gives us a few good looks at the upcoming new characters, which include Maximal Air Razor, voiced by Michelle Yeoh, Scourge, voiced by Peter Dinklage, as well as Optimus Primal, voiced by Ron Perlman. Transformer Rise of the Beasts releases on June 9th of 2023. In upcoming projects, Mason Lee, the son of filmmaker Ang Lee, has signed on to play Bruce Lee in a forthcoming film of the same name from Sony's 3000 Pictures. Ang Lee will be directing the film, which is based on a script by Dan Futterman. Ang Lee has said on multiple occasions that he dreamt about developing a Bruce Lee epic for a very long time. He's personally overseen Mason's training for the project, who has been getting into shape for the role over the past three years. Mason has appeared in films like The Hangover Part 2, Lucy and Limbo, as well as others. However, this project will mark the first time that he is the star. In other movie news, James Cameron has confirmed that he has wrapped filming Avatar 3 and is waiting to see how The Way of the Water performs at the box office before any other decisions are made. The Hollywood Reporter sat down with James Cameron and they discussed his state of mind as he brings forth a growing franchise that didn't seem to be in high demand. He also explained that Avatar 3 had finished wrapping, and should the second film in the series flop, he will go ahead with the third, but not sure what he will do going forward. It's currently being reported that The Way of the Water will have to make $2 billion before it even sees a profit. In another interview, James Cameron has stated that he has Avatar movies written all the way up to Avatar 6 or Avatar 7. Before we know what's going to happen next, Avatar The Way of the Water hits screens on December 16th. Well, I think we can all recognize that the small screen is very rapidly catching up to the big screen, and the small screen wasn't going to be outdone this weekend, as we now have the newest trailer for the upcoming HBO original, The Last of Us. If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. Keep going for family. I'm not family. No. Your cargo. If I'm taking you with me, do what I say when I say it. You got any advice on the best way west? Yeah, go east. 
Joel and Ellie, a pair connected through the harshness of the world they live in, are forced to endure brutal circumstances and ruthless killers on a trek across post-pandemic America. The project, which is based on the Sony PlayStation game of the exact same name, comes from creator Neil Druckmann, as well as Chernobyl writer Craig Mazin. The project stars the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal, as Joel, while Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones plays Ellie Williams. The Last of Us begins streaming on HBO Max on January 15th. Hot on the feet of HBO... Amazon Prime Video released a trailer for their upcoming series Gen V, which is a spin-off of the successful superhero series The Boys. Welcome to Godolkin University. It's a safe space for you to thrive. Where did you find that kind of courage? I'm superhuman, right? We're made of steel. Gen V is an irreverent R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal, competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. It's part college show, part Hunger Games, with all the heart, satire, and raunch of the boys. The cast includes franchise newcomers Jazz Sinclair, Lizzie Broadway, Chance Pordemo, Maddie Phillips, Patrick Schwarzenegger, and Sean Patrick Thomas. Gen V will release on Amazon Prime Video at some point in 2023. Well, it's Netflix's turn, and they released a trailer for their upcoming four-part limited series, The Witcher Blood Origin. The end of our world is upon us. We need to use this beast against him. We merge the creature's power with one of you. Come on, big lad. We're only just getting started. To the end. To the end. There'll be no coming back. You're a bard. I am a storyteller. I need you to sing a story back to life. Are you sure you've got the right man for this? The series, which stars Michelle Yeoh, Sophia Brown, and Lawrence Oforian, is set long before the flagship series The Witcher, and as per Netflix's official logline, is set more than a thousand years before the event of The Witcher, where seven outcasts in an elven world join forces in a quest against an all-powerful empire. The Witcher Blood Origin will make its debut on December 25th. Over in small screen casting, Mark Strong, Jada Nuka, and Chris Mason have all been added to the cast of the HBO Max series Dune The Sisterhood, which is a prequel to the Dune feature film. They joined previously announced cast members Emily Watson, Shirley Henderson, Travis Fimmel, and others. The story will be told through the eyes of a mysterious order of women known as the Bene Gesserit. Given extraordinary abilities by their mastery of the body and the mind, the Bene Gesserit expertly weave through the feudal politics and intrigue of the Imperium, pursuing plans of their own that will ultimately lead them to the enigmatic planet Arrakis, known to its inhabitants as Dune. The series is set 10,000 years prior to the events of Dune and will follow the Harkonnen sisters as they combat forces that threaten the future of humankind and establish the fabled sect known as the Bene Gesserit. No official release date has been set for the Sisterhood series, but Dune Part 2 is set to reach theaters on November 3rd of 2023. Meanwhile, Netflix has announced that Robert De Niro is set to star in the first regular TV series role of his career, which will be a project titled Zero Day. Not much is known about the project at this moment, only that the series will be a political thriller, which will find Robert De Niro playing a former U.S. president. Eric Newman, responsible for Narco, 
Marcos and Noah Oppenheim, responsible for Jackie, are writing and executive producing the series with a story by Newman, Oppenheim, and Michael Schmidt. Over at Prime, it was announced that Ryan Eggold from New Amsterdam and Isaiah Mustafa, best known as being the Old Spice guy. Hello, ladies. Look at your man. Now back to me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me. We'll be joining Aldous Hodge in the upcoming Alex Cross series based on the best-selling book series by James Patterson. Eggold will be playing Ed Ramsey, whose humble Midwest roots are the core of his irresistible charm, but he's got elbows sharp enough to carve out space in the elite social and political circles of D.C. and New York, while Isaiah Mustafa will be playing John Sampson, also known as Two John, and as Man Mountain, who is Alex's partner on the force and best friend of 30 years. Full of swagger and larger than life, he believes that Cross is at a cross point and needs to seek professional help. Over at Disney, it's been confirmed that Michael Gandolfini, star of The Many Saints of Newark, will be joining Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio in the upcoming Daredevil Born Again series. Daredevil Born Again is being written and executive produced by Matt Corman and Chris Ord and will consist of 18 episodes. Disney also confirmed that Kate Dickey, probably best known for playing the deranged Lisa Aaron in HBO's Game of Thrones, will be joining the cast of Loki Season 2. Her character remains a mystery, though sources indicate she'll be playing a villain in the anticipated return of the Disney Plus series. Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead will be directing Loki Season 2, while Eric Martin will be writing all six episodes of the new season. And finally, we end today by returning to the stars. A trailer was also released for the upcoming Season 3 of The Mandalorian, where it takes us back to Mandalore, where Din Djarin hopes to be forgiven for his transgressions, including removing his helmet, an act of blasphemy among other members of the Bounty Hunters Guild. And along with Din and Grogu, we can expect to see the returns of Bo-Katan, played by Katie Sackhoff, the Armorer, played by Emily Swallow, Grief Karga, played by Carl Weathers, Moff Gideon, played by Giancarlo Esposito, and Dr. Pershing, played by Omid Abtahi. In keeping with tradition, the series also has some big surprises waiting for fans. Pascal teased The Mandalorian Season 3, saying it's even better than the previous one. It's safe to say that you're going to love it. The Mandalorian Season 3 begins streaming on Disney Plus on March 1st of 2023. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, Santa's gonna eat through these guys like a plate full of cookies. Yeah.